because it's getting ready to be on. Welcome, gangsters. The one constant through all the years, Ray. You guys are so young and stupid. No idea who you're talking about. It's a faith-based sports radio program. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. I'm not certain that that format is ever going to work. I have a high moral standard. I love you guys. love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out world. I think it is time to demonstrate the full power of the station. We would be honored if you would join us. What's up, America? <laughs> Welcome to the program. Benson and those guys brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com. It's bee season. Don't get stung handling that situation by yourself. Call Town & Country for the solution, fearing nothing but God. We're glad you're with us as we talk sports and do so from a faith-based perspective. Benson and those guys is unlike any other sports talk show, and we know you'll hear views and opinions here that you're not going to find anywhere else. You can find out more about us, about myself, about those guys by visiting our website, btgprogram.com. At the website, you can also find audio archives of past broadcasts, past interviews. You can also buy a BTG t-shirt. And by the way, when you do that, the proceeds go to support our ministry, keep us on the air. You can follow us on Twitter, at BTG Program. I have a theme, guys, for my opening here, and it's what not to do. Houston Texans backup quarterback Ryan Mallett. Here's one that he probably should already have known what not to do. Seems fairly obvious. Don't sleep through practice. One of the things you don't want to do. On on earlier last week, Mallett found out that he lost the starting job to Brian Hoyer. He didn't take it very well. He goes to the press. He expresses his frustration, which, of course, that's not going to make anybody happy. One of the things he says, angry, yeah, a little bit. I thought I did enough to win the job. It wasn't seen that way. I thought I had a pretty good camp. I, I thought I was consistent. I wanted this job more than anything. So he goes to the press to express all his frustrations, and then he sleeps through practice. Not good. Not good. So Bill O'Brien, the coach at Houston, put him to work with the third stringers. So he did the third-string quarterback drills. Though O'Brien did say he's not going to be the third-stringer. He remains second on the depth chart. But one of the things you don't want to do if you're a quarterback in the NFL is sleep through practice. And if you're Ryan Mallett, the guy ahead of you on the depth chart is Brian Hoyer. It's not Peyton Manning. You want to put in the best work you can put in, be on time for everything, because Brian Hoyer is probably not holding that job down all year. That's a great point. Second thing, if you're Bryce Petty, Rookie, NFL, you're in New York City, you're happy to be part of the Jets. What you do not want to do is be all over Twitter talking about how great Domino's Pizza is <laughs> and how awesome that you can text a pizza emoji to order a pie. You know what's not awesome? Domino's Pizza. <laughs> whether you like Domino's or whether you don't, in New York City, Domino's is not where it's at, and the fans got all over them on Twitter. They should One have. guy just says, no, dude, just... Just know, <laughs> go to a new New York spot and get a real slice. Now, he started down the road. He was going back and forth with the fans a little bit. He said, um, he wrote back, um, what? Clearly, you don't know pizza. You're saying this to a <laughs> no, New Yorker? You're going to lose that fight. There's a reason Domino's not. There's a reason they give their pizza away for like two for five ninety nine a piece. It's because they're <laughs> crap. 
Yeah, you're not going to win that battle with the New York. You don't go into Philadelphia and order some fast food Philly cheesesteak sandwich. No. You don't go to New York and try to get Domino's pizza and talk about how great it is. You don't go in Rochester and get fast food garbage plates. Do they have fast food garbage plates? No. Sounds like an awesome idea, though. No, not for Rochester. <laughs> you got I, to get the real thing. I'm not 100% sure Domino's is better than like DiGiorno or CeCe's Pizza. Don't try and defend Domino's Pizza in New York City. I got to be honest. I, I've had it maybe once. And in all my times of Rochester, I, I don't eat a lot of pizza here. I grew up too close to New York City. And to me, the pizza around here just doesn't have it the best pizza i ever had it was before a yankees game i wish i remembered the name of the place it was just it was right in between old new yankee stadium right there whatever it was man it was the most phenomenal pizza i've ever had and i miss it every day of my life i went to a game last year i think it was at yankee stadium went with a couple of friends and they were a little uneasy i'm a little more comfortable there but i wanted to get some chinese food i love chinese food so we're going in and i just wanted to get some same place you want to get chicken, same place you want to get you, – you want some earthy joint, man. You just yeah. want a joint to, that you know they know what they're doing. So we're on some side street. I'm ducking in to get some Chinese food, and they're getting all kinds of nervous because of where we're sitting. But let me tell you, I got some great Chinese food. Anyway, back to the theme. What not to do? Don't show up at the airport with a handgun <laughs> in your carry-on. Dwight Howard, looking at you. Dwight Howard, we're looking at you, detained at the airport for having a handgun in his carry-on. Now, here's the thing I don't get. I All right, you'll overlook a, 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 a nail clipper. You got the four-ounce bottle, not the three-ounce bottle of hand soap, so they confiscate that. There's some things I can see you can overlook. What if you pour out an ounce? But, Is it good then? No, I don't think so. They just they take it. But Rude. the thing you don't overlook... Is a handgun. How do you overlook <laughs> a handgun? But what they say this happens here in Texas, and of course, shocker, they roll a little different. Seventy-seven were discovered in the last year, and of those seventy-seven, very few charges are filed, and very few arrests made because seems high. It's commonplace that they have the guns, but I don't know. How do you not going on the airport? Pack your gun. Pack your heat appropriately. So I had to get street lingo there. Pack your heat. <laughs> you know, get your piece. Put He's away here. properly. You just don't throw it in your <laughs> backpack like you're going to go through the through security and they're not going to notice that. Because you can put them in your checked bag, right? That's fine because you can't yeah. get to it on the plane. So how, you just put it in the wrong bag or what? Lastly, what you don't do, don't get on your employer over social media. One of the the guy by the name of John Schutz, Schutz, I don't know, I probably, I apologize for butchering his name, but he was hired as the new announcer guy at Nebraska Stadium. A day later, found out he was fired. So I guess I, I'm saying that he wasn't employed by them, it doesn't seem, when he made these comments. But be careful what you say on social media, because he made comments in November after Nebraska had let Coach Bo Pelini go, he made very negative, uh, very negative comments, and it ended up costing his job. He was hired one day; he was fired the next. He <laughs> has deleted the post. He says they were correct to do that it. Fixes it. I own it. I should. It should be a lesson to everybody: be careful what you say on social media. And this is a guy that's been in the business for looks like over twenty years. 
says some people went to bat for me to get me into the mix for this job. I feel like I let them down. Man, I, just as a lesson to people, be careful what you say on social media. It comes back to bite you. One more. One more. If you're a fan at a ball game, what you don't want to do is not pay attention. There has been more injuries this year at games. If you're at a Yankee game, twice in the last week there was that awful, tragic accident last mm-hmm. week in Atlanta where the fan ultimately fell to his death. But Wednesday night in the game at Fenway Park, a fan was injured when he fell backward onto a concrete walkway. Ended up being taken by stretcher um, and into ambulance out to Boston's Beth Israel Medical Center. But several fans have been hurt. Just, in, again, in the Yankee game earlier this week, uh, a woman was struck in the arm when Brian McCann's bat slipped from his hands and hit her. In uh, these are all at Fenway Park. A woman suffered serious injuries, hit in the hand, uh, by a shard of a broken bat in June, and then another woman ended up in the hospital after being hit with a foul ball in July. People, I'm pleading with you: if you're at a ball game, pay attention, keep your head up. I've seen someone take a foul ball in the face before, and it was. It was unpleasant to even see. I can't imagine being the one getting hit. You got to pay attention at baseball games more than any other any other sport. As a fan at a baseball game, there are really hard objects coming at you very fast. You got to pay attention. I'm going to tell you, I, I'm not proud of this moment because I saw there was nothing I could do about it. It's just the humor I found in it. I'm not proud of. There was a foul ball. I meant uh, stadium downtown here. Foul ball. It's a high. You could see the course. You could see the track of the ball where it's headed. There's this guy pushing a lemonade cart. He's going the opposite <laughs> way. You're These two are on a collision course, <laughs> but the ball was a mile high, and he's just pushing his cart, whistling. He's happy all day long. Nothing I could do about it. I'm way up in the stands. And these two things are just on the same same course, going to the same spot, and they met. This thing came down flat on his head. He was hurt. <laughs> he went down in a heap. And again, just because of the way you saw you saw the whole scene developing, it made it rather humorous. And I feel bad for laughing at it because he was carried out on a stretcher. The ambulance came. I I, I never heard. I assume he was all right. If he, had, I guess that's a bad assumption. But and they tell you. At ball games, they tell you over the loudspeaker, they post signs in every section, watch the ball, don't take your eyes off the ball, stuff comes into the stands, and people still get hit, not looking, all the time. It's easy, because there's so much food at a ball game, you know, I'm focused on the food, but... You focused on the food? No way. Yeah, it's true. I, I like to eat. I, I have laughed when someone got hit by a foul ball before. You're was, a bad person, though. I was at Camden Yards, <laughs> this, this usher lady kept repeatedly telling everyone this annoying voice, watch out for foul balls, ball comes over the fence... Hits her in the face. I, I did chuckle a little bit. Coming up later in the program, we're going to talk to SCORE International's Executive Director, John Zeller. SCORE International is an organization that takes a ton of people on short-term mission trips. So we're going to talk to him. We're going to cover some other stuff. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town and Country Pest Solutions. The warm weather is here to stay, but so are those pesky critters. Bees are beginning to build their hives, ants are driving everyone nuts, and spiders seem to be popping up in every corner of the house. But thanks to Town and Country Pest Solutions, these nuisances can be no more. If you have a serious problem that needs to be controlled, give them a call. I'm not just advertising for them, I am a customer, and believe me, they have the solution for any pest problem. 
I've mentioned it before and it's still true. They have been in business for over 25 years and their team of knowledgeable professionals guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. Attention youth baseball players. I'm here hanging around the batting cages to let you know that G&T Baseball's travel program, the G&T Royals, will be holding tryouts for both its 14U and 15U baseball teams. This will likely be the last tryout for the season, so if you'd like a shot at making a team, come to Grace and True Sports Park in Hilton on Saturday, September 26 at 9 a.m. The G&T Royals offer travel baseball without adding unrealistic pressure on young players or submitting them to overly competitive coaches and staff. G&T remains true to its heritage of being a safe, fun, and family-friendly environment. Plus, with home games at the G&T Sports Park, there's the added bonus of playing on some of the area's finest fields. G&T also provides quality teaching with practices throughout the off-season. If you have questions or if you want more information, you can email G&T Athletics at info at fbbc.info. That's info at fbbc.info and put baseball in the subject line. G&T Royals Travel Baseball Tryouts, Saturday, September 26, 9 a.m. at the G&T Sports Park in Hilton. Welcome back to Benson and those guys. Me and the Moron Twins, just hanging with you. We were talking about the Washington Redskins and what a, man, what a mess that situation there is. Dumpster fire. That's all you can say. And, and on top of things, the last thing they need is the general manager's wife <laughs> making sleazy accusations against an ESPN sideline that reporter. That whole story was entertaining. I, truth, untruth, I don't. I have no idea what the situation there is. But boy, that's that's hard. When you've reached that level, you really need to man. Something needs to change there. And obviously, the quarterback is is what they're thinking of. Well, they've already said they're going to change that situation. They're going to RG3. Don't you think for his benefit, though, he has to get out of Washington? Absolutely. The sooner the better. Mm -hmm. It's a dumpster fire, as you said. But the whole situation, even if everything was going well, his personal situation there, can you succeed there? I I don't think you can. Not with that offensive line. Well, even regardless of the team, so much has happened. So much water has gone under the bridge at this point that you really need to just move on and find another situation, get a fresh start, and try to put your career back together. They made that decision to go to Kirk Cousins. I don't know that. I mean, I like it. These are all, all three of their quarterbacks are likable guys, it seems. RG3, Kirk Cousins, Colt McCoy. I mean, you're not getting excited about those guys, though, if they're your starting quarterback. No. Although if you're looking for somebody to come as, Speak at your church, Colt McCoy and <laughs> and and, and uh, Kirk Cousins would certainly excite you. They both profess to be believers in Christ, but not exciting if that's your starting. Career. But it gets there in Washington. Maybe all you got to do is hand the ball off to Alfred Morris. Can't be that hard. You can't get sacked if you hand the ball off. You have that clip though. I mean, we think, Darren, you called it a dumpster fire. We think the situation is just a mess. It's gotten to the point where wives are involved, but. Troy Aikman had something to say about the Washington Redskins. It's pretty bizarre, huh? Somebody compared the Redskins to the Kardashians, you know, saying they're the Kardashians of the NFL. I don't think that's fair. I don't think the Kardashians are nearly as dysfunctional. Yeah. 
I, that's rough. But we got to remember that Troy Aikman is a Dallas Cowboy. He just saw his opportunity and took a shot. I think you're exactly right about Still that. Still not wrong. <laughs> I don't think so, anyways. They are a mess, and they need to get that situation figured out. The L.A. Dodgers, no hit for the second time earlier this week. Slumping. A nationally televised game, second time in nine days, ten days, that they've been no hit. Frustrated. I get it. Nobody wants to be no hit, and just let alone twice. But now, when you're going to the papers and you're complaining about one of the scores that was recorded as an error, the official score gave an error instead of a hit, and they're complaining about it. Adrian Gonzalez says, I've asked five of their players at first base, and they all said that it should have been a hit. But at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is that we lost. He's right about that part. What we're talking about is Kiki Hernandez hit a ball. Uh, Sterling, Sterling Castro. Castro yeah. That's what was playing there. In between hop, I got to tell you, I could have scored it a hit. I could have scored it an error. It would have gone either way for me. Uh, Hernandez explains that Mark McGuire, who's the batting coach there, really summed it well. He said, if we didn't get another hit, they weren't going to change it. But if we got another hit, they would have changed it because it was pretty clear. I don't think it was pretty clear. I think it could have gone either way. But the complaint about it seems like sour grapes to me. It seems like, mm-hmm. w- come on, man, you're better than this. What difference does it make? No hit, one hit, you lost, man. Don Mattingly, the manager of the Dodgers, says it doesn't change the game in any way. I think it was a hit, but at this point, after you get no hit, you're not going to complain about it. But yet they are. And I think uh, Hernandez made a good point when he said, if we got another hit. They didn't get another hit. The game was never close. The, you know, Not as close as the score made it seem like. They got completely dominated. That one maybe hit didn't leave the infield. They got a lot bigger things to worry about than than that bad bounce. Then they come off of that, though, and they sweep the San Francisco Giants. You get no hit within twice within nine days, and then you sweep your arch rival and extend your lead in the NL West. I, it's baseball. Clayton Kershaw, He's awesome. Zach Granke, man, they had terrific games this week against the Giants. I think the Dodgers, when they when they want to play well, they're going to be dangerous in the postseason. That pitching staff is pretty good, but they've got a Cuban sleeping outside for the last, as a time we're recording this, it's been the last 20 days that he's been sleeping outside <laughs> the stadium looking for a tryout. He wants to try out with the Dodgers so badly, he's camping outside Dodger Stadium until he gets one. Maybe they don't know he's there for a tryout because there's a lot of homeless people in L.A. They could just assume he's <laughs> like all the other ones. How do you not give him a tryout at this point just to get him to go away? I mean, have your janitor go out and pretend to try him out or something. You'd think so, but then again, if you start, stop to think about it, you think, well, if that happened, then everybody's going to be, you're going to have 150 people sleeping outside your stadium waiting for tryouts. Heck, I'm going to go sleep outside just to say <laughs> I tried out because I'd want to try out for the team because then I would, well, heck, just by trying out, I'm hot stuff. But, you know, we all think we're hot stuff here at Benson and those guys. We are. In fact, we take credit for a lot of good things that happen to other people as a result from coming into contact with our show. But apparently, we're not the cat's pajamas. We're not. We're not the all, bee's knees. All that in a bag of chips. <laughs> we're, we're not those things. Apparently, we're pretty awful. Because Darren, you ran into somebody in, <laughs> in a cons- what a convenience store of yeah. all places where you ran into this very successful individual. He might be listening, so be careful. I, I'm, I'm working the other day. I'm in one of my stores, 
the guy, one of the employees I built a friendship with, he listens to the show. He has it playing on Saturday morning, so thank for, thanks for your support. He does it in the store because he has to work. So we always talk sports, and we're talking sports. He's asking about the show, and, and, and a guy that's checking out, think like, to, to paint a picture, think like biker dude meets, meets construction worker with a, with a little bit of a homeless vibe, right? Not not the best-looking character, right? So a CEO type, perhaps. Totally, totally, yeah, yeah. You know, buttoned up all day. So... He, he he! Very politely interrupts. He's like, "Oh, you guys like sports? I like sports." So then I I I actually kind of feel bad for my initial judgment of him and and his looks. I'm like, "Oh, this is a nice guy," because you're you're on the radio. I was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm on a show called Benson and those guys." Man, his face immediately turned just so red. I thought it was just gonna explode, right? And he just goes off on me on how bad well at first he goes who's that jesus blank show and i'm like yeah i think you got the right show but there's not too many of those out there and man he lost it i've never seen anyone use so many four-letter words mostly the f-bomb in such a short amount of time like i have never been cursed out that bad in my life he knew zach by name like that Zach guy is so boring. He sucks. He's terrible. And I'm like, man, he's really laying it on Zach. How does he even know Zach's name? First of all, right? That was nothing compared to the stuff that I, that he said about you and I that I can't even say on the radio. Like, <laughs> he has basically to sum it up, he has more talent in his, in his, in his nether regions, his, specifically his left nether region than you, Benson, have in your entire body. My rants are not funny and I should kill myself. Like, and I also do some other things. He he told uh, he told me that we could do something to him that I'm a hundred percent sure none of us want to do. Like he went off. I have never seen anything like this, and the entire time I'm just laughing because this is hands down the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. Because yes, my mom and my wife and your wife and Zach's mom and wife. They, yeah, you guys are great. You're doing awesome. But man, to hear somebody hate us like this, that's that's real. That is legitimate criticism and it was awesome and i loved it and i feel like we've arrived my takeaway from this story is at least this guy listens pretty regularly (laughs) he knows all of our names exactly right he knew who who you were and he didn't know our names but he knew our our roles on the show so Mm -hmm. he's obviously familiar and he might be accurate he probably does have more talent than i i'm not (laughs) that doesn't bother me at all we're taking an opportunity to do something that is I think fairly unique. There's not a lot of faith-based sports programs out there, and we're taking this opportunity to uh, to glorify God through sports. And I think it's kind of cool. And I think that's the thing that you said in your story. He immediately jumped out on the fact that it was that Jesus show. And I just want to use this verse, John fifteen eighteen. If the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it hated you. And in verse 19 says, if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates me. Praise the Lord for that. I think the fact that we're talking about Jesus on the show is just, that's what he hates. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe we don't have the talent that he would like us to have. I'm sure we don't. We're, we're just, we're, Speak for we're, yourself. Yeah, we ha- we're sports fans, man. We got a show. We're happy with it. We're having a good time. But the thing he hates is not the lack of talent. Or, or it's the content. It's the talking about Jesus. And praise the Lord for that. We're going to take a short break. But after the break, we're going to talk with SCORE International's Executive Director John Zeller about missions opportunities through SCORE. 
You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Tim Hiller was striving for a prized roster spot with the Indianapolis Colts when six words changed everything. We have to let you go. In his new book, Strive, former collegiate and NFL quarterback Tim Hiller leads you on a year-long journey, taking small steps each week on the path to making your life matter and to developing more and more into the person God designed you to be. Strive by Tim Hiller, now available on Amazon or at timhiller.com. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys. Nice to have you along. You can follow us on Twitter at BTG Program. SCORE International is a short-term missions organization originally founded back in 1984. SCORE provides guided, all-inclusive missions opportunities for individuals or groups to be able to make an impact beyond their own community. Both Zach and myself have been on missions trips with SCORE in the past. And joining us now once again is John Zeller. John is the Executive Director for SCORE International. John, thanks for joining us once again. Thank you, Rick, for having us and uh, having SCORE, and let me talk about that. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Recently, SCORE had a medical missions trip to the Dominican Republic, and if I could just brag on God for a minute and what he was able to do through SCORE and the people of that particular trip, the numbers I saw were 4,400 people were seen. That's medical, eyes, dental. 2,000 prescriptions given, 2,000 eyeglasses, and 120 decisions for Christ. Praise the Lord for that. Can you can you tell us a bit about that trip and where the people were from? They were from out of a ministry in Birmingham, Alabama, called Medical Mission Outreach, and they've been doing trips with SCORE International for a long time, and very good partnership, and they bring a lot of people. By the way, they did it in a, a little town called Kiskeya. Now, that doesn't mean a whole lot unless you're an Alfonso Soriano fan because it's the hometown of Alfonso Soriano. It's just right outside of San Pedro de Macariz, which when they put it on the media, they'll put him as from San Pedro, but he really grew up in this little uh, town called Cascaya, and that's where we did it, and it was a tremendous outreach. They have a gymnasium there, right there near the center of town, and all day long, all week, they saw hundreds of people all day in that gym, and uh, it was just one of the one of the great harvests of souls through medical missions. Here's more. This time from Brazil. Between January and July, fifteen thousand over fifteen thousand students attended the camps, and five thousand three hundred and twenty three have made a decision for Christ. John, those are those kinds of numbers are impressive to us, and I'm sure they are to you when you stop to think of it. But with score, this sort of thing happens all the time. How many trips does SCORE lead each year? Yeah, they, they we lead, uh, I, I can't even tell you what the numbers are, but I can tell you about 5,200 people traveled with us last year uh, on short-term trips to either uh, mainly Dominican, Costa Rica, Panama, and uh, Honduras, Argentina, Brazil, those, uh, those places. Just to comment, Rick, on that trip to Brazil, 
Uh, that's with a partnership with the ministry, uh, the Rawlings Foundation. Now, that's not the Rawlings Sporting Goods. That's the Rawlings family out of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. They have a foundation, and they build camps worldwide. They build these camps, train these students in their public schools, public schools, and uh, that's an outreach in Brazil of public school kids coming to a camp. And uh, that's uh, our missionary, Steve Tice, who's father George Tice, long time uh, uh, with Word of Life out of New York there, doing right. And uh, George's son, Steve, runs that ministry, the core missionary, runs that ministry in Brazil, just reaching thousands of people. But uh, I don't know how many individual trips, I can't give you that stat, I can just tell you 6,200 people went. When you put that many people together and they combine with the purpose of using whatever it be, sports, camp, medical, uh, you know, church planning, uh, all the things, work, needs work, all that, um, and, and a lot of the humanitarian things as well as all for an outreach to share the gospel. Uh, we just thank God for that. Over 5,000. I mean, that number, making a decision for Christ, is remarkable right. to me, over 5,000. Now, I'm going to be that guy for a second. I know somewhere there's someone listening that's got a bad heart, they're just going to be all negative, and they're saying right now, there ain't no way. You mean to tell me that all those people who raised their hand really became Christians? Now, I love your answer to that, and you give us that every single year when I'm on one of those. What do you say to that, John? Well, first of all, we have a mandate that was given to our ministry as well as each believer, and that's Matthew 28, 19, and 20, and that's to go and make disciples. The only way I know how to do that is like we did, uh, like they've been doing since the early church, and that's to confront people with the gospel, share the good news of Jesus Christ. And I always say this because you're right, Rick. I mean, though all those people raise their hand except Christ, uh, you know, I don't know that. That's not my job. My job is to give the gospel. Now, I will say this. Uh, numbers are important because, you know, there's a whole book in the Bible called Numbers. So somebody uh, thought it was important. In fact, God thought it was important to attract and account for people and to uh, number people. Look at Acts chapter 2, somebody counted those decisions. Now, I, I understand about numbers, but numbers also hold us accountable and let us know, hey, are we, are we doing what we're doing? Are we effective? You know, if I come back next year and say, well, we only had a thousand people saved this year, we'd have to take a look at it and say, hey, did we, were we focused on giving the gospel? So, I don't, it's not my business to know whether they made the decision. My job is to give people. I can't save anybody, neither can you. My job is to give the gospel, and then we record those decisions, and we record them uh, through people filling out uh, information on them and returning those into them. So we try to follow up as best we can. That's why we're very involved in church planning in all the countries that we go to. So numbers are important because numbers represent hearts, and hearts are important to God. We're talking with John Zeller here on the Benson and Those Guys program. John is, of course, the executive director for SCORE International. SCORE has facilities in the Dominican Republic and support a number of ministries there, which are run by nationals. Same is true in Costa Rica. How many different countries does SCORE have involvement in? Well, we're involved in um, nine countries, basically. Argentina, Colombia, Brazil, soon Uruguay, very soon Uruguay. We'll have a missionary couple there. Panama, Costa Rica, Honduras, we partner up uh very talking very much now talking going into El Salvador and Guatemala. Uh, it's my vision. I'd love to see us in just about every uh, Central and South American country as well as every spot in the Caribbean. I feel that's where God has put us 
given us a vision to reach those countries. And then we, of course, we, uh, Dominican, very heavy, Haiti, Puerto Rico, uh, we really have a presence in, uh, very solid in nine countries. And then we count the United States as a country, Rick. And we're doing a lot of work, domestic work in the Appalachia area, the coal mining regions of America, as well as uh, very involved in a small town in Alabama called Utah, Alabama, Southwest Alabama, that very poor, one of the poorest countries in the uh, counties in the United States. And we do a lot of work. So we count United States, too. We're not just, you know, a lot of people say, well, you always go overseas. What do you do locally? We do a lot of things locally. We, we, uh, run trips into Baltimore, Indianapolis, Detroit, uh, Los Angeles, San Diego. And uh, we also have summer travel teams, Rick, for baseball out of Tampa, Florida. We run five travel teams during the summer months. We see many kids come to Christ. There are opportunities for everyone, regardless of ministry experience, to have their lives impacted through short-term missions. That's what SCORE International is about. You also have a number of internship programs for those who might be feeling God calling them into the mission field. I'm talking medical interns, athletic trainer internships. You have your GAP program. Can you share a little bit more about those internships and tell us how someone who might be feeling God perhaps calling them in that direction, how they can get involved in one of your programs? They can. Uh, first of all, go to our website, www www.scoreintl.org, scoreintl.org. We have a whole section on how they can get involved as intern. And it's really internships are for people who want to go on a longer term. Uh, it's kind of a, a situation where they want to get involved, see if maybe that's where God is putting them, or they say, hey, I want to I want to spend an extended time to get involved in ministry. might be what God's leading me to do. Uh, we get a lot of college students, uh, graduated seniors, and uh, even kids out of college. And in fact, I was just with a couple, uh, Rick, uh, last week, man and his wife, and they're upper 30s, but they feel the guy call for missions. And so next summer, they're going to start doing some internships with us. Their game plan is in within five years, they want to finish up their employment and direction and what God has given them to work and their family. They'll be empty nesters and you know, they want to they wanna spend the rest of their lives after that. Uh, they've been in the corporate world for a good while. They want to spend their lives on the mission field. So they're going to take the next two summers and do three- and five-week internships with us. And uh, it's uh, it's really neat. So this is a time when people can go, uh, like I say, especially kids in college looking for something in the summer and they want to invest in the eternal and those sort of things, and they have the opportunity to do that. You can go and look up on our internship on the website, and uh, you can do domestic, you can do international. We have a, a wide range, like you said, athletic training, sports ministry, working in church planning, uh, just all kinds of opportunities. We're certainly not going to have the time to highlight all of the many wonderful ministries that SCORE is a part of, but as you say, folks can visit that website, scoreintl.org. And we'll give that out a couple more times on this show. But there are uh, many in the Dominican Republic without access to fresh, clean water. Can you tell us a little bit about the Waterhouse Project? Yes, we have a Water at Works program. Again, go to our website and see that. It's headed up by a young man out of uh, that's really driving that for score, Joe Salvini. He's out of the Syracuse area. 
and Joe uh, is uh, go in, and we used to go in, if you know anything about the island of, of Hispaniola, which is the Mexican Republic and Haiti, the, the ground is very porous. And as a result of that, the water is very impure. We used to go dig wells. We used to put wells in more. We got clean water. Well, that's not true. Because the ground is so porous, then their water veins have become contaminated as well because everything goes down through it. And uh, it's very rocky, very rocky soil. And uh, so now we not only put in the well, but we put in uh, uh, water, clean water. And we're looking to put these all over the place where people can not only get, uh, they can get water out of the tap, whether they can drink it, they can use it. And uh, it's a project. Uh, it's, it's kind of expensive, but it gives people clean water. Digging a well and putting a uh, pump in it and pumping out water really helps some of them, no question. They got water. They can cook it and bathe it and all that. But, boy, when they get clean water, they can drink it. They don't have to buy their drinking water. They're already in poverty. And uh, it just serves a huge need for a village, a town, um, seeing great results and opportunities to help people. It even employs people because, you know, you, you, we can sell water at a much cheaper rate and we can provide water. And uh, so it's a, it's a neat project that's really having a lot of impact right now in the Dominican Republic. It's probably fairly obvious uh, that SCORE International is very special to me over the years I've been blessed with. So many friendships, so many different missionaries and staff people. This November, Lord willing, I'm looking forward to once again being part of the baseball outreach trip. Can you describe what that trip is all about? I'm Ken Rick. Uh, it's November 8th through the 12th. You can go on our website and see that. Walt Wiley speaks. Uh, Otis Nixon is coming. Uh, we've got some other major league guys that uh, we can't, we don't have their definite commitments right now, but Otis Nixon, you know, the guy that made the famous catch for the Atlanta Braves, number one, off the bat of Andy Van Slyke for all those Pirate fans. It's November 8th through 12th. It's uh, four days in the Dominican Republic. One of the ways to reach the island of the Dominican Republic, that part of the island is through baseball, and uh, these kids come out in hundreds to these baseball clinics. We'll have college coaches, high school coaches. We'll have pro coaches, minor league players minor league coaches and, and professional guys. Uh, so we always bring people down there. And I'd say we've done it for 10 years, Rick. I, I would honestly say we probably have given the gospel to well over 200,000 people. We've probably seen 10, 15,000, 30,000. I don't even know because it, it's just, just that's just a vehicle. It's just a tool, but boy, it brings so many kids. They'll walk for miles, Rick, come to these camps. And the week basically is we do clinics in the morning, and in the afternoon we get opportunities for guys to go on mission outreaches, uh, orphanage work, uh, go to Cascadia, we have an Emmanuel's house, our girls orphanage, Casitos, our boys' home, Josiah's house, and just to participate in some ministry in those areas, Vamus, Lily's house, and other things, feed a village. Just a great four days of baseball, Jesus, ministry, praise and worship, like I say, Walt Wiley, but uh, chaplain of the Atlanta Braves when Atlanta was doing the heyday, led John Smoltz to the Lord, led Terry Pendleton to the Lord. Uh, just a great teacher and a great speaker. He'll be there, and uh, it's a great trip for any baseball man that loves it. It's a great trip for a father-son baseball trip. People here have asked me about that trip. They've said, you know, what is it? And I've never really been able to describe it. Is that a missions trip, or is it a men's conference? And 
the lives that are changed has been just amazing to me. Some of the things that I've seen, I went the first year, and I obviously I was hooked. I was going back ever since. Thousands of dollars are handed over just spur of the moment to take care of, of a need. Another occasion I saw, a, what was it, a doctor fellow came down on one of the trip and decided that he and his family are going to give their lives to missions, and they're moving their practice to the Dominican yes. Republic. Just so many remarkable things beyond baseball, and as you say, Baseball's just that tool. It is, and uh, Rick, you're so right. It, it's a trip that just, uh, we started it 10 years ago. It was about 20 guys came. Pitching coordinator of the New York Yankees, Nadia Contreras was on that first trip. A couple of minor league guys, Amy Beal, Amy Phillips, and uh, we had Jim Wells, the head coach at Alabama, was on that first trip. It was just that, that trip that brought about 20 guys. Now we average over close to 200 guys every November come, and they bring their sons, and God gets a hold of people, changes their lives, and uh, there's a major college coach. Uh, uh, he'll tell you in our beat if you ask him, you know, what changed your life around? He'll say that trip in November just changed my life completely, and that's what we like to see. So sometimes we come down, Rick, thinking, man, what are we going to do to help people when actually the trip really changes our hearts and helps us? Yeah, I, I would say... I keep coming back, not for the baseball. I love baseball, not for the names that are on the trip, although that's very cool. I keep coming back because of the way my heart is ministered to time and time again. And we're going to, you know, if the listeners want to find out more about that, they can go to your website and they can contact me and I'm going to be leading another trip. Uh, once again, we're talking with John Seller, the executive director for Scorn and National. John, I could talk about Scorn and its impact it's had on the countless number of lives for hours, but uh, obviously we can't do that. So why don't I just uh, let you give us some things you're working on and perhaps some things you'd like for us to keep in prayer. Yeah, well, let me let me share a little something really neat that's going to happen in uh, October. The University of Louisville, that's a top five national baseball program, Division One. they're bringing their whole team to the Dominican Republic. Wow. And we're going to be doing clinics, playing games, and the gospel. Dan McDonald, his life was changed through a trip like that. Uh, working on that. One of the other things that we're really working on is uh, expanding our, our borders a little bit, uh, branching out from that San Pedro area, going out up into Santiago and that region, going up on the north end, north, uh, Port Plata. A lot of people go there on resort trips, but there's a lot of ministry available up that way. La Romano, east of Wondolio, where we're at. And there's so much ministry going on. We're excited about uh, enlarging and planting ourselves in every Central American country. We're doing a great thing in June, Rick, uh, in this area of Utah, Alabama. We're doing a uh, county festival, countywide. This is a very poor county, one of the poorest counties in the United States. And we're going to do a festival in June this summer, June 2016, June 20th through the 23rd. We're going to reach out. We're going to have uh, children's activities and, and basketball camp and all kinds of activities for adults and children. And then every night we're going to be in the high school football stadium there, have a service. So we're excited about about branching out there, branching medical missions into uh, Costa Rica and um, other areas, Honduras. And we, we have this thing in Honduras, Rick, where we go and these public schools have given us favor. We have these one-day camps. And I'm telling you, Rick, they just turn the students loose. And, and here's it's no different in Honduras than it is in uh, 
in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. A lot of these schools don't know what to do with these kids. They're at a loss. Education is not the only thing. It's not changing lives. I tell you what changes lives. Jesus Christ. And when you start changing hearts, you're going to change behavior. And these schools in Honduras will give these kids for six hours. They'll let us have it to say anything, do anything. Preach the gospel. I was down there in the spring. It was, it was phenomenal. Just phenomenal. And, uh, we like to say this, Rick. We want to impact every man, woman, and child with the gospel wherever God leads us. So when we're in these areas, these are areas that, uh, we're going to need help. We need, uh, people to come alongside and help us. And, uh, we're excited about what God's going to do. Uh, we're expanding our domestic ministries and, uh, we just got a lot of great things happening. So I want to encourage people to go to our website, keep up with what's going on and, uh, Come join us on a trip. That's probably the best way to find out really what's going on. Come join us on a trip and uh, go with us somewhere. John, as always, it's such a pleasure to talk with you, and I, I thank you for all that you do for the cause of Christ. I look forward to seeing you later this fall. Thanks for coming on the program. Thank you, Rick, and thank you for allowing us uh, to do this, and we appreciate your friendship and partnership with us in getting the word of score out because when we get the word of score out, in the middle of SCORE, S-C-O-R-E is C-O-R, and that's Christ our Redeemer, and that's what it's all about. So thanks a lot, Rick. God bless. That's John Zeller. He's the executive director for SCORE International. If you want to find out more about them, you can visit their website, and I encourage you to do so, SCORE, I-N-T-L, that's SCORE, I-N-T-L, dot org. If you're interested in that baseball trip, if you are a baseball fan, if you are a father, you are a son, if this is something that you feel you want to step out a little bit and do a missions trip and you've never been, man, this is one that just is a match made if you are a baseball fan. You can send me an email. Go to our website, btgprogram.com, btgprogram.com. You can get a hold of me through that. Get a hold of me at Facebook or through Twitter. Or you can go directly to SCORE International. Again, that's scoreintl.org. I will be going down later this November. If that's something you want to be a part of, let me know. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You can visit them, townandcountrysolutions.com. We'll be back right after this. Hey there, it's Benson. I want to invite you to join me this November in the Dominican Republic as part of SCORE International's annual baseball outreach. Your life will be impacted as you help with the daily baseball clinics and share the love of Jesus Christ, as well as delivering humanitarian assistance to the needful people of the Dominican Republic. This five-day missions trip departs from Rochester on Sunday, November 8th, returning Thursday, November 12th. Cost is $650 plus airfare, so you can expect the total to be somewhere around $1,200. And that price includes meals, lodging, ground transportation, and airport transfers. Past trips have featured participation from such men as New York Yankees greats Mariano Rivera and Andy Pettit, former NL Rookie of the Year Chris Coughlin, Lou Pinella, Ian Kennedy, Gary Carter, Brett Butler, Otis Nixon, and many others. Of course, I don't know who will be on this year's trip. We'll find out when we get there. If you've wanted to experience the impact of a short-term missions trip, this is a great opportunity. If you're a baseball fan, then it's an even better fit. By the way, dads, it's a tremendous father-son opportunity that will provide memories for a lifetime. Consider coming along. I know it'll be fun, and I know you'll be blessed as you are ministered to while you serve the Lord on a foreign field during this short-term missions opportunity. 
Visit SCORE International at scoreintl.org. That's scoreintl.org. Or contact me, Benson, through our website, btgprogram.com, for more information. First Bible Baptist Church is hosting a missions conference September 20th through the 23rd. The theme is Counting the Cost, and FBBC has invited each of its many foreign missionaries who are based throughout the world to come and be a part of this conference. These are people that were a part of First Bible Baptist Church until God called them to leave their jobs and homes to be ambassadors for Jesus in another part of the world. These men and women counted the cost and saw it worthy to follow God's call into the missions field. Additionally, evangelist Tim Lee will be the keynote speaker. Tim is a U.S. Marine who lost both of his legs in Vietnam. Since then, he has turned his life over to Christ, and God has used his preaching in a mighty way all over the world. Tim is a dynamic and powerful speaker who will challenge you and excite you each and every time you hear him speak. And as a special treat for the youth, Encounter Revival Ministries will also be at the conference, ministering to the young people, children, and teens throughout the week. Plan on being part of Counting the Cost September 20th through the 23rd at First Bible Baptist Church in Hilton. Meet these wonderful servants of God. It will be a blessing to them, and they will certainly be a blessing to you as they share what God is doing in their lives. For more information, call the church office at 392-0777. That's 392-0777. Or visit them online at www.fbbc.info. Welcome back, America. Spencer and those guys. Brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions at BTG Program. Business as usual this past week in the NFL. Nothing really exciting or unusual happened. (laughs) If you're a Bills fan, this wasn't your greatest week because week two you're going to be facing Tom Brady. I'm actually okay with that. You know what? It's going to be more fun to watch Mario Williams sack Tom Brady than it would have been to watch him sack Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it'll be more satisfying, so I'm kind of okay with it. I just want it to go away. That's how I feel as a fan. I just want it to go away. I want it to be done. I'm glad that it's over so the deflator can get back to his weight loss program. (laughs) In addition to Tom Brady, you also had Fred Jackson cut. Hate it. Bills fans, uh, that's tough. I'm going to be a blind fan here. Just blindly love on Fred Jackson and hate that they let him go. I don't care about the salary cap stuff. That guy put in year after year after year in some of the darkest, probably the darkest time in Buffalo Bills history. Those teams were terrible. And you know what was the one constant through all that? Fred Jackson. Never went into the season as the starter. Always finished the season as the starter because the dude's a rock. And now you finally have a good team. You, you you finally put together a team that's exciting. You got a head coach that's exciting. You you should compete this year, and you cut him. You did him wrong, and I hate it. And that's that's what makes it tough. It's tough to see a guy that I mean, let's face it, he was the face of the team pretty much for the eight years that he was here. <laughs> but it, I I'm saddened by it, but I understand it from a business standpoint. He was going to make two and a half million. He was not going to touch the ball a lot because LaShawn McCoy was brought in to be the workhorse. Okay. And he doesn't play special teams, which Carlos Williams, who is what, a fourth, fifth round draft pick money he's making, does play special teams, does pass protect, which is Freddie's big thing. And he's at least a decade younger. You know, from a business standpoint and a football standpoint, it makes sense. But it's, man, it's so tough to see him leave. It's always, you, you never want to see that guy 
have his career come to an end. This isn't baseball, though. This is football. You, they don't the way their contracts are structured. You can't do what you can do in baseball. You might remember the Yankees gave Bernie Williams a contract that was really basically a thank you, thank you for the. There was no way he would have got that from anybody else, from anybody else. Same thing with Derek Jeter. He got a contract and nobody would have given him on the open market. It was, it was a thank you for the years of service. But in the NFL, you can't do that. You don't have that luxury. And Rex Ryan talked about that a little bit. I have the clip here about how hard it was to make that decision. But in football, like you said, you have to do it. Brett's a heck of a football player and he's obviously a tremendous person as well. This is probably the toughest day I've had since I've been here. You know, in fairness to, to Fred, it's probably the best, uh, Best case scenario is that he was released today. It gives him an opportunity to look elsewhere to see if it's a better situation. You know, the respect that I have for Fred as a player goes back to obviously the years of going against him and, uh, and the fact that I know he can still play. You know, that's tough. It's gotta, it's gotta be hard. It's, it's a hard decision. I'm sure that didn't come easy to those guys. You know what it is ultimately? It's change. We don't like change. We want things to be as they always were. We sort of romanticize about it. We make a sacred cow out of it. And when our player gets cut loose, we don't like it. As a fan, we don't want things to change. Nobody wanted to see Derek Jeter. As a Yankee fan, nobody wanted to see Derek Jeter's time in. Or for that matter, Andy Pettit's or Mariano Rivera's. It's difficult. But there comes that time in every every career. Every career ends. Every player's time with a team eventually ends. I mean, some of these players do hang on too long, and it becomes sort of weird. I mean, you remember O.J. Simpson as a San Francisco 49er or Joe Namath with the Rams? It's just weird. Makes me think, though, about different ministries within the church. Sometimes we do the same thing when it comes to ministry. Along the way, leaders can get, well, they just get busy. They get off track. And ministries get so wrapped up in what it is they're doing and how it is they're doing it that they lose sight of the actual purpose, the why they are doing it. At times, perhaps they recognize and they say, yeah, we've gotten off course a bit, and they go about it. They make all kinds of pledges. Yeah, we're going to change. They they internalize. They investigate. They do all sorts of, I guess, self-analysis is really what I'm trying to say. And they decide that even if it means cutting loose from some of those sacred cows or changing the way they've done it for years, they're, they're willing to do it. But man, when it actually comes to it, it's so, it's so hard. You knew that someday Fred Jackson's time with the, with the Bills was going to end. But when it actually came to it, it's very hard. You know, you know why? Because behind every number, behind every ministry, behind every cut you want to make, there's people, there's real people, there's real lives that are affected. And when the Bills made, you know, what what I think is a prudent move, what I think was a wise business decision, there were definitely people that were affected. Obviously, Fred Jackson was affected. His teammates were affected. Fans were obviously affected the way Internet lit up. It's like someone who has second thoughts about selling that car from their youth or stuff in a yard sale that your spouse says you need to let go of. It's tough to actually let go. Sometimes, though, when we remind ourselves of the ultimate goal, why we're selling that car, why we're getting rid of this stuff, these decisions become a little clearer. They come a little easier to make. 
sure it wasn't easy for the Bills to let a fan favorite, a team leader like Fred Jackson, go. But when they consider the ultimate goal, the decision had to become a little clearer that this made sense. When we remember that the purpose of a ministry is to see as many people as possible either come to know Jesus as their Savior or grow in that relationship with Christ, well, then sometimes we can see a bit more clearly how silly it really is to hold on to, you know, an event or or, or a ministry or, or something because, well, we've always done that. I hate that answer. Well, we've always done it this way. It's difficult to let go, especially for those who are involved or heavily invested. And it's just why a true leader needs to keep the vision, keep the vision in view at all times and even remind people, obviously with grace and sensitivity of the vision. Listen, it's not about how we're doing it or what it is we're doing, but why we're doing it. Maybe there's other ways that it can be done. You know, times change. Culture changes. Society changes. Therefore, ministry changes. Things aren't always going to be the same. While you can certainly have discussions with with those leaders, people... You know, you can go to a leader and say, maybe we shouldn't cut this thing. Let's talk this out. Maybe let's, let's go through. Before you just cut Fred Jackson, I'm sure there were a number of discussions. But people also need to realize that at times, you might need to just trust that God is directing that leader. And while it may be painful, don't make it more difficult. Don't make it more painful to bring about that necessary change. Sometimes change is good. Craig Groeschel wrote a terrific book, a book called It, and in it, it's it's shared that sometimes past successes can actually hinder future successes. What he means by that, in some churches, what worked in the past almost is adopted as law, and, and, and it, it becomes one of those sacred cows. This is why the average duration of a pastor in the United States is somewhere around two years last I saw the statistics. It might even be less. Because the old guard won't allow the pastor to make the changes that God is calling them to make. They continue to do the same things over and over and over. Their numbers decline. Their effectiveness is lost, and yet they go about it the same old way. Now, I'm not saying that change just for the sake of change is a good thing. And, of course, not all change is a good thing. But holding on to the past isn't always a good thing either. In our Christian lives... Let's be committed to stay focused on purpose, focused on the vision, focused on what God is calling us to do, and not necessarily on the method. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com. Every week we close up the show by going around the room and giving our Pest of the Week. Mine was originally going to be Iman Shumpert for saying he's going to name his baby girl, baby girl, due in January, he's going to name her Amon Shumpert Jr. <laughs> but instead, despite the talented left nether region, <laughs> my pest of the week is angry convenience store shoppers who hate faith-based sports shows. My pest of the week was going to be Bryce Petty, but instead it's angry convenience store shoppers who tell me to go kill myself. That hurts, man. My pest of the week is Roger Goodell for bungling the Tom Brady suspension. There are angry convenience store shoppers whose nether regions would make better NFL commissioners than Roger Goodell. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You can visit our website, btgprogram.com, or follow us on Twitter, at btgprogram. 
For those guys, this is Benson. Thanks for joining us. Good day, America. I said good day, sir. (laughs) 